Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And in this show, we'll explore topics of sustainable living, all aspects of health and wellness of people and planet, and how we're all interconnected. Join us on this journey to live better and more sustainably by improving our health, our families, and the world with the choices that we make. Happy New Year. Can you believe it? 2023. Wow, we that year flew by and I'm kind of happy to see it go. I know there are lessons and blessings always, but it wasn't my favorite year. I know I've talked to some friends and they're very happy that it's over. So here we are, 2023, a fresh start, a blank page, if you will, spelled P A I G E. And I'm Tiffany Page. I'm your host of the Green with Tiffany podcast. And 23 really has some great meaning that represents change, progress, and innovation. And in terms of numerology, the number 23 signifies new beginnings, revolution, and transformation. These number patterns hold a lot of positive energy and signify spiritual growth. I really think that's where we are this year spiritual growth, awakening, truth, and really following our true potential. And so we are off to a great start with that. And so I wanted to talk about the new year, about resolutions. Resolutions have not always been my favorite. And also talk about what's to come. So I know we all make these resolutions and it's known that we just don't keep them, right? So we go, we make these grand claims that we're going to do, and then the longest it lasts is about a month, usually less. So what can we do to actually stick to some of the goals that we have? I read a quote that a goal without a deadline is a dream. So I think part of the challenge is that we make these resolutions to change something, right? We want to lose weight or we want to work out more. But I think it sort of sets it up that there's something wrong with us that we have to change. And I think if we make smaller goals and then also change the perception of it, uh, maybe it is that we want to enhance our life. Uh, Maybe we would stick to it more. I know I've never been a fan, like I said. So I've done small things. Um, you know, something as simple as drinking a glass of water, not more water, but a glass of water every morning with lemon in it. You know, maybe if you do more something more specific, it would be easier to manage while it's also smaller because baby steps are still steps, right? And you hear a lot about self-care. And I think over the holidays, things get away from you. So of course, that's why losing weight is probably the biggest one or a diet. And then a diet's you know, not sustainable. So can we eat healthier? Working out, I have to say, I didn't really work out too much while I was away for the holidays. So, you know, making more of a commitment on that. I'm just naming some of the top, the top three, spend less money, that kind of thing. So resolution is a firm decision to do or not do something. So I say, forget the resolutions. Let's just try and do things a little bit differently. And maybe we'd stick to them, stick to it a little bit more. So I uh, I met uh, a new friend, I met her at a conference and she has kids and she likes to introduce some kind of new green living tip 
that she does with her kids. And I thought, how great is that? So it might be, you know, now they're not going to use Ziploc bags for their lunches kind of thing. So less plastic, right? So it could really be something very simple and doesn't have to be overwhelming. It could be maybe you start off in one room or just the refrigerator or the laundry room. If you're doing it something in a in a green living way, in a healthier way, healthy eating, it is veganuary. Is that how you say it? I that's actually how I started when I became vegan. I did it for for New Year's and at the Gong of Midnight was actually supposed to be my last <laughs> my last meat meal, uh, but the food was actually delivered after midnight, so I started a little late. And since then, I consider myself a flexitarian. So I sort of, I listen to my body and if I have a craving for something, I, that's what I have. Sometimes it's pineapple. Sometimes it's a piece of fish. I think everybody's body is different, I'm sure, as you know. So maybe trying something a little different, maybe less processed foods. Maybe it is a little less meat. Maybe you have meat three times a day. Maybe you could do it once a day or, you know, do one of those meatless Mondays. But it's not necessarily about replacing meat with faux meats because those are also processed. And while it is true that I do have some once in a while or if I'm at a friend's house or something, it's not a replacement consistently. Really, you want to eat healthy, fresh food. So more vegetables. And I know for those diehard meat eaters, it's really hard to replace meat with, say, broccoli. I happen to like it, so it's it's easy for me to do that. But I think when you see and feel differently, especially if you eat a lot of pastas, I was a big pasta eater. And when I cut back, I definitely felt better. And so when you feel better, you're more likely to continue, right? To keep it going. So that's a little something you could do to eat healthier. And like I said, just small, smaller goals, right? Maybe could you introduce juicing? Will you buy your own produce and juice yourself? Is that going to be too much work for you? Will you buy the pressed juice? Will it be organic? Can it be in a glass jar instead of a plastic one? Can you share it with a friend? I know sometimes I can't even drink the whole juice, so I share it with my guy and that makes it really easy. So these are some of the things you can ask yourself of what you could commit to. And that way you don't feel let down. I think that's why I never really did the resolutions because if I didn't continue on, I would just feel so let down. So little baby steps. You know, a lot of self-care. I hear self-care, self-care, self-care. We talk about that so much, don't we? Um, But obviously it's for a reason because I don't think we're taking care of ourselves. We take care of everyone else around us, our family, our parents, our partners, our kids. But really, we have to put that oxygen mask on ourselves, and this is a great time to do it and start some kind of self-care regimen with supplements, building your immune system, becoming healthier that way, even your skincare regimen. And this all goes hand in hand with green living as well, because maybe if you're moving from the skincare that you use to something else, maybe it has better ingredients, it's not hormone disruptor. It doesn't have a lot of preservatives. It's not from GMO ingredients. Maybe it's in a glass jar that's recyclable. So these are some of the things that you could think about in the new year. So some of the little things you could do, try to eat more organic. That would be a really big one. 
non-GMO is huge, genetically modified foods, you know, and just because, you know, if you go to Whole Foods, this is what is so upsetting to me is you'll go to Whole Foods and you'll make an assumption that everything there is good for you. They say it in the commercial, I think, but it's not. They have ingredients that are not good for you in some of their products. And if you don't know, how would you know? So it's important to read labels, but I was actually going to buy a pumpkin pie. It was on sale for my mom. She loves pumpkin pie. And actually on the sign, it said contains bioengineered ingredients, which is just another word for genetically modified. And I think the lack of transparency, okay, yes, it's on the sign, but now people don't know bioengineered from genetically modified. So now they're buying it thinking that it's good for you because it's at Whole Foods. So I think in an effort to want to lose weight or eat healthier, it really is also about knowing what to eat and how to eat it and eating organic when you can. So going back to some of the things that you can add to your daily regimen. So like I said, it's Veganuary. It's also No Buy January. I love these titles that they come up with. So No Buy January is no impulse shopping, you know, which is, I guess, for some kind of a bummer because you have these insane sales. So I get that. But we we usually spend so much at the holidays, don't we, in, in December? And so it's a good time to just sort of reset and buy the essentials, you know, take inventory of what you have and what you might need. And then if you're wanting the green living tips that will go hand in hand with your health, but like using less plastic, but maybe something more specific, like less disposable water bottles. You know, I was at a family member's over the holidays and, you know, in comes that 24 pack of eight ounce plastic purified water bottles. The water's not good for you. The bottles aren't good for you that the water's in. And now you've got these plastic water bottles being handed out to everybody. I mean, that commitment alone to not buy those is huge. Great for your health and also obviously good for Mama Earth. And then there were people over and so there were uh, not plastic, paper cups, paper cups. So I guess a step in the right direction, right? But I love that it was said for me that, oh, I bought these I bought these paper cups for you instead of plastic. So I have to think about that. Of course, that is better. But some things come into play because I, I hear that a lot. Like, oh, I did this for you, which I am so grateful for that. I, I mean, that means a lot that it's thought about that it means something to me not to use these other types of materials like a styrofoam or like a plastic. But what I want people to start thinking about is it's not just for me. I don't own stock in in the planet, but it's all our home. And so we all have to think about what we're using and why we're using it. So while I don't want to veer someone off of doing it for me, which I think is just so kind I want those to think about it for themselves and and the planet. So something else I wanted to mention was in the new year, something that I started last year was I started meditating more regularly, actually every day. And I do it in the morning because actually once you get out of bed and you know start your day, it's really hard to come back to, I find. 
Maybe you'll find a break in the middle of the day, you can do it, but it's such a great way to jumpstart your day. So that's really what I wanted to talk about. And I use an app. If you're familiar with Deepak Chopra, it's the Chopra app. And I'd say it's not cheap. I think it's like $60, which is pretty pricey for an app, but it has led me to continue meditating regularly. So for me, it was worth it. And I really enjoy them. And they just, set the tone for my day in a really in a really great place. And they're not long. You know, typically a meditation, you know, you want to try and go longer, like a 20-minute meditation. And these are less. They're about 10 minutes and there's a little bit of talking beforehand and then a little bit of the guidance through. So it's a great way to start. And I tell you, you're going to feel so good just getting centered and grounded and starting your day off right. And each day it'll what they talk about, they choose a topic and it resonates and I just love it. So I really wanted to share that with you. And I like the guided ones. I'm not as great at doing it just on my own, although that is my goal. And there's a different a different person that does it on Saturday and Sunday. They're a teeny bit longer and really good. And there's different ones throughout the app. So if you wanted to check it out, I, I highly suggest it. Something else I wanted to mention that I do at the beginning of every year is Mark Nepo. He is an author and he has a new book, actually. I think it's called Surviving the Storm, The Strength to Meet Adversity. I haven't seen it yet, but the book that how I discovered him, my brother turned me on to a book, The Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. It is so great. And it's such a great way to start off the year. I've been doing it every year. Sometimes I make it through the year, sometimes I don't. And it's in chronological order. So it starts off January 1st, and it's a page and a half to two pages that you read. And then there's a little activity afterward. And, you know, for the first couple of years, I didn't do the activity at all. I just read the little excerpt. And now I'm going to commit to doing the activity. So I I really enjoy it. He was a cancer survivor and just wrote this magical book that just speaks to me every time I read uh, one of the days. And sometimes it'll be stronger depending on what you're going through and sometimes less, but it will always be something that you will appreciate uh, reading. And so I wanted to read you a little excerpt. This is January 4th. It is Between Peace and Joy, that's the title, and then there's always a quote, and we could never have guessed we were already blessed where we are, James Taylor. So this reminds me of a woman who found a folded sponge, all dried and compressed, and tucked inside the hardened fold was a message she'd been seeking. She carried the hardened sponge to the sea and up to her waist in the deep. She watched it unfold and come to life in the water. Magically, the secret of life became visible in the bubbles being released from the sponge. And to her amazement, a small fish trapped in sleep in the hardened sponge came alive and swam out to sea. From that day on, no matter where she went, she felt the little fish swimming in the deep. And this, the swimming of the little fish, that had for so long been asleep, gave her a satisfaction that was somewhere between peace 
and joy. Whatever our path, whatever the color or grain of our days, whatever riddles we must solve to stay alive, the secret of life somehow always has to do with the awakening and freeing of what has been asleep. Like that sponge, our very heart begs to unfold in the waters of our experience. And like that little fish, the soul is a tiny thing that brings us peace and joy when we let it swim. But everything remains hard and compressed and illegible until, like this woman, waist deep in the ocean, we take our sleeping heart in our hands and plunge it tenderly into the life we are living. Isn't that beautiful? So there's so many like that. I really enjoy reading them. And so that one wasn't even a page and it includes the activity in that one page. And so this one says, with your eyes closed, meditate on the image of a hardened sponge unfolding like a flower underwater. As you breathe, practice seeing your heart as such a sponge. The next time you do the dishes, pause, hold the hardened sponge in the water and feel your heart unfold. So see whether you do the activity or not, it still, it still has a meaning. Anyway, I just love it. So while I was reading that, it was making me think of one that I had remembered from before that I wanted to share. And I thought, well, this is chronological day by day. I have no idea where it is. How am I going to remember it? And when I opened my iPad in the, I have it in my iBooks, it was on January 9th and it was actually the excerpt that I wanted to share. So that was meant to be. So life in the tank, love and do what thou wilt, St. Augustine. This one's a little bit longer. It was a curious thing. Robert had filled the bathtub and put the fish in the tub so he could clean their tank. After he'd scrubbed the film from the small walls of their make-believe deep, he went to retrieve them. He was astonished to find that though they had the entire tub to swim in, they were huddled in a small area the size of their tank. There was nothing containing them, nothing holding them back. Why wouldn't they dart about freely? What had life in the tank done to their natural ability to swim? This quiet yet stark moment stayed with us both for a long time. We couldn't help but see those little fish going nowhere but into themselves. We now had a life in the tank lens on the world and wondered daily, in what ways are we like them? In what ways do we go nowhere but into ourselves? In what ways do we shrink our world so as not to feel the press of our own self-imposed captivity? Life in the tank made me think of how we are raised at home and in school. It made me think of being told that certain jobs are not acceptable and that certain jobs are out of reach, of being schooled to live a certain way, of being trained to think that only practical things are possible, of being warned over and over that life outside the tank of our values is risky and dangerous. I began to see just how much we were taught as children to fear life outside the tank. As a father, Robert began to question if he was preparing his children for life in the tank or life in the uncontainable world. It makes me wonder now, in middle age, if being spontaneous and kind and curious are all parts of our natural ability to swim. Each time I hesitate to do the unplanned or unexpected, or hesitate to reach and help another, 
or hesitate to inquire into something I know nothing about. Each time I ignore the impulse to run in the rain or to call you up just to say I love you, I wonder, am I turning on myself, swimming safely in the middle of the tub? Isn't that one so great? I really, just, I love that one. So the action is to sit quietly until you feel thoroughly in your center. Now rise and slowly walk about the room you are in. Now walk close to the walls of your room and meditate on life in your tank. Breathe clearly and move to the doorway and meditate on the nature of what is truly possible in life. Now step through the doorway and enter your day. Step through your day and enter the world. So these are the types of things you'll read each day. And it just puts me in a great mood and makes you think and reflect and think about what you're doing and where you want to go. So I really enjoy that. And that is Mark Nepo. And the book is The Book of Awakening. I do think it's important to put some kind of practice daily because we have so much coming at us every day now. And the, the news, there's just so much out there and a lot of negativity. And you won't be able to stop it from happening, right? You, you, you can try and push it away and I don't want to be around it and I don't want to hear it and I'm not going to turn it on. And that's possible. But it's so important to try and keep the peace within while the chaos is happening. So for me, doing a meditation or reading something that helps guide me really helps to set that day and set the tone for the day and put you in a good mood. You know, Green with Tiffany is about living a greener life, uh, a healthy life, caring about yourself and Mother Earth in the choices that we make. And I think this year is going to help shine a brighter light on this so that we can all choose to care a little bit more. I hope you'll share with me on my socials some of your plans on what you'd like to enhance in your life. Here we go. It is 2023, and I hope you'll join me each week as I'll bring you a different topic in green living and healthy living for us and our beautiful Mama Earth. Happy 2023, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. You can find me at greenwithtiffany.com and on Instagram. Till next time, choose to care.